everyone. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. You may have noticed I took a little break the last two weeks. Two weeks ago, I was feeling very down and emotional. Um, I always get one crazy day, I feel like, every single month. That's probably when I'm on my period. But I just feel like when I'm emotional, I don't feel as peppy and I'm as bright and I don't want to really like talk. So I just took that week off and that might seem unprofessional in the podcast world, but I do think it's really important to acknowledge your mental health when you're having any issues. And I was feeling extremely down in the dumps with work and life and my body and all these different things. And so I want to keep it real with you guys and let you know why I took a break two weeks ago. Um, again, I was just feeling really down and it didn't feel right to have a guest on and pretend that I was okay. And so I took a break. But then last week, I did have a guest and they canceled last minute. We were ready to go, have the questions prepped, booked and everything. And they did not tell me in advance. And so they canceled last minute, but they will be coming on soon. So at that point, I didn't really know what to talk about. So I also took a break that week. But lo and behold, we are back today with Mona Cristo. She is an influencer in the travel and fashion space, and she's only 22, you guys. I am blown away that a 22-year-old even understands how social media works and in the depth that she does, but how business savvy she is. She's extremely mature. She gets influencer marketing. She gets social media and she is so knowledgeable. She actually even opened up her own online shop this week. I mean, literally what? <laughs> I'm like in complete shock that this girl opened an online shop and she's 22 years old. So I thought it'd be great to interview her. For anyone that's interested in the topic, get to know how she grew her following, what she does now and what the focus is, how she makes money. She gives a lot of different tips and tricks. So... Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. And of course, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. My journey has kind of been a long one. I kind of got started in 2015. Basically, I posted a photo and then um, within like a couple days, my followers kind of jumped a couple thousand. And I had wanted to start fashion blogging for a while. So I was thinking, oh, well, now that I'm starting a following on Instagram, why don't I start blogging and then maybe collaborating the two together? So how did that photo perform so well? Like, what were you doing in that photo? Was there a typical style or content or anything that you were doing that you think made your followers blow up? Um, It was just a beach photo. It wasn't necessarily staged, but it was like a cute beach photo. And I was in a triangle bathing suit. And I had used um, a lot of hashtags. And one of them was kind of the triangle hashtag. And somewhere in the hashtags, I think a lot of it just received a lot of um, positive feedback. So I received a lot of likes that it helped boost my photo to show up on other people's explore pages. And I think that's what helped me gain a lot of traction and followers. So the explore page, I've been doing this for so long that I can't even remember like when the algorithms update and the explore pages. That was around in 2015 when you started? Yes. That's so crazy. I'm like, my mind... I feel like I live in like 2011 still. Um, (laughs) So you see that this bikini photo blows up. Do you think, I have to ask, that it's because of the bikini, or do you think it was the hashtags or, like, a mix of both? Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I have noticed that photos that I was in a bikini received a lot more um, likes, but it was also a lot of, like, 
women liking it because I mean yeah. a lot of women you go on Instagram you see some girl wearing a bathing suit you're like oh my god I love that bathing suit I need to go buy it so I mean Instagram's just a big network where you see an outfit you want and you want to buy it which is why a lot of companies are now using Instagram to basically um advertise their clothing oh yeah that is the industry I work in and that's probably the one platform that we're always on is like Instagram but when you posted that and then you saw this follower jump, was your intention to say, oh, maybe I could make this something? Or were you, were you like, mm, this will be like a fun little hobby? Like, how did that transpire? Honestly, it was just like, oh, it's going to be a fun little hobby. Like, oh, this is really cool that this happened. It wasn't anything that I tried. Like, it wasn't anything that it was intentional. I wasn't ever like, oh, I want to have, I want to be Instagram famous. So I'm going to put in so much time it was honestly very casual it was something like if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but seeing this large jump um it kind of opened my eyes to maybe I can do something I really enjoy like I always wanted to start up a blog so this kind of gave me a little bit of confidence that okay so these people are enjoying like they like my photo so maybe they'll also enjoy reading something that I want to write about how did you decide to do a blog? I guess a better question is, did you know even how to start a blog? Or were you just Googling, like, how do I start a blog? Well, actually, I, like, had wanted to start a blog for the longest time, like, ever since I was in high school. But um, during the time that I was in high school, I was just really uh, scared, like, oh, I'm going to start one and people are going to make fun of me because no one's going to want to read it. And... Um, so but I had always researched like how to start a blog and I saw WordPress, Wix, and basically all of these um, different websites you can use. Also, I would like to recommend if you want to start a uh, blog to always use WordPress. Ooh, that's a great tip. Yes. So um, I had done my research and it's actually really easy to start like a WordPress account or a Wix account. It's just you start up a page, um, you don't even have to pay, you just have to start a domain, you have to pay for a domain. And then if you start getting a lot of views, and you want to start paying, it usually is about $10 a month, that honestly, it's not that much. And no. you, it's pretty easy, you can get themes and stuff and design it just the way you want. It's nothing that's too complicated that you'll have to pay someone to do for you. Right. I tried to start I talked about this in my about me podcast but I tried to start a blog when I was younger and it just it was so much work I was like I have to edit the content reshoot the photos I don't really like how I wrote this message um so how did you decide what the focus of your blog was going to be and what were the challenges when you first started it um well I it wasn't I didn't necessarily have something like specific like yes I wanted to do fashion but because I also, I wanted to also write about, like, when I went on travel vacations, I wanted to also incorporate some beauty. So it wasn't anything specific. And I completely understand the thing about, like, oh, I write something and now I don't think it's good enough. I would always have, like, a friend that's really good at writing to go over my, like, articles and either, like, fix it up or, like, add some stuff. Um I also, like, if the photos weren't ever good enough, I slowly was learning how to use, like, Lightroom and stuff. So a lot of the problems I had was, like, oh, the photo was too dark. Well, nowadays, you don't have to worry about that. You can go on Lightroom, put a filter on it, and bam, a dark photo looks like a million-dollar yeah. photo. 
It's so crazy. That's I went to grad school for digital media and storytelling, and we had to learn how to edit with Photoshop and all these different uh, softwares. And I'm like, this is so hard. Like, I commend anyone that actually knows how to use Photoshop. But I feel like these apps came out specifically because people like you are creating content and don't want to spend maybe a thousand dollars on software. You're like, wait, I just want a quick app, quick filter, and all these apps are popping up. So um, I guess speaking of apps really quick, what are some of your favorites to edit content? Um, I really enjoy Facetune, but um, I don't really use it to like morph my face or anything. I'll use it like if I have a blemish or um, maybe just some like but acne or something and I'm posting yeah. a picture and I don't want that to show up. I also like Viesco. It's so easy to use after light. Um, I also use camera plus. Um, sometimes they use the Lightroom mobile app. All of them are just super easy to use. Takes like 10 minutes max and you can completely transform a photo to make it look amazing. Yeah. I used camera plus And what was the other one? I think I used the VS. I don't even know how to say it. Visco? the visco ones too and i was like what how have i never heard of these and like use them more often because like you said it can completely transform a photo from being like dark and dull and gloomy out to look like a bright sunny day which is a little bit crazy and i want to get into that later about editing and what's real life versus not but to go back to your the focus of your blog it ended up being a focus around you said like travel and fashion and more like lifestyle is that true Yes. Okay. And so how did you start developing content for the blog? Meaning, did you start saying, okay, I need to start doing like outfits of the day. I need to actually go travel and find someone to take photographs. Like what was that process like of building up the blog with content? Um, so once your Instagram starts building up, you start getting emails of companies being like, hey, I want to send you some clothes. So um, every day I was basically receiving like packages of clothes. And of course, if they're gifting you something, you want to have like a good relationship with them. So you're going to start posting in it and stuff. So I was having content to post because they were sending me clothes. So I had something new that I could show. Um, as far as traveling, I had a lot of like really, I always liked photography. So I had a lot of like really good older travel photos. And I just kind of like, let's say I went on a trip to Italy like a year ago. Well, I still had those photos, so I would use them and then do like a post like Italy travel blog or like travel guide or copy copy travel guide. Just it wasn't like, oh, well, now that I want to do um, traveling, I have to go somewhere right now. It right. wasn't like that. You can always just use old photos you have and just generate new content. That's a really good tip because I feel the same. I have all these photos from all my travels and I just like uploaded them on a Facebook album and not even really all of them and I'm like I wish more people could see these photos and I want to like re-engage with them but I like don't know when the best time would be and that's a good tip to say you don't have to go and book a trip to Italy just to create a blog post you can do it with your old content um so I want to go quickly back to like growing your following because I've heard now this is a big update with algorithms is like engagement and how much engage uh engaged your following is were you seeing that you needed to start following other people and commenting? Were you starting to just hashtag everything like crazy? Like what actually helped you grow your following? Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what I used to do. And then I 
learned a lot about the new algorithm and I'll talk about that after. So um, when I basically started growing my following, it was a lot easier. Um, if you know about the fashion blogger, Negan Mursali, who has like over 3 million followers, um, her main tactic was she was just following a lot of people where she would go on like a fashion, a different fashion bloggers and just start following all of their followers and commenting and engaging. And then they were able to like click on her profile, be like, oh, I like her too. And then start following her. And that really helped her grow. Cause I remember she only had like 12,000 followers when she started following me. And then a year later I see she has 3 million. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's insane. Um, but nowadays you can't do that. Like, um, Instagram has a cap where I believe it's like 60 people an hour you can follow. So um, the following on following thing doesn't work anymore. Um, so how the algorithm works now is a lot of people that want to grow their following, there's something called like Instagram pods. So there's like group me's where a ton of people that have Instagram accounts will just, when they post a photo, you'll put your link in this group. And then everyone else who's in this group, which is probably like, usually it's around like 50 to 100 people, they'll click on your photo, comment, like, in hopes that in return you do the same thing. Well, the more people that you have comment, liking, uh, interacting with your photo is what kind of makes your photo more, like more people can see it. And it's not just about that. It's also if someone who has like 50,000 followers likes and comments on your photo, it's going to show up on, it's going to make a bigger impact than 10 people with 500 followers. So a lot of these groups will be like 10K and above or 500 followers and above, but honestly, anyone can do it. Also, always be sure you're using your hashtags because people still, like, by putting hashtags, you are making your photo available to 30,000 other people that would have never seen your photo if you didn't put any hashtags. Yeah, that is so crazy. I've I've heard of the engagement pods. I think that's something that my friend did, but she was like, it's kind of exhausting because like I always feel like I have to comment and it's like a part-time job. And so she like left it, but I can see why some people would do it, especially when engagement is such a big factor. Do you think eventually you'll get so big that you're like, I don't really need to be part of these comment pods anymore? See, what's really, um, even like really big bloggers, like they still use the comment pods. Um, even um, Jen Selter, who has like 15 million, she still engages with people and she'll go and comment on other people's photos to bring more followers to her page. Like she commented on my photos a couple times. She comments on like, I've seen her comment on other bloggers. So it's kind of something like if you want to if you want to grow your following and if you want people to stay engaged, you're going to have to put in a little bit of effort. Um, the easiest thing for me is like once I like comment on uh, influencers photo like a couple of times and they comment on mine a couple of times, well, I'm just going to go ahead and follow them. And when I see their stuff on my feed, I'm going to comment on their stuff. And then when they see me on their feed, hopefully they do the same thing. And that just makes it easier. But I completely understand the whole exhausting thing. Yeah. I, it's, I get both sides. Like it makes sense. Do you ever worry about fake followers? Like, I, I'm i public, and I see followers sometimes. I'm like, what is this spam account? It's like, Sephora gift cards for free. And then I look, and it's just like spam, spam, spam. And I honestly just block those because I don't even want them liking my stuff. Like, I don't want any spam associated with my content. So what do you do to avoid, like, accounts like that? 
Well, it's you can't really avoid them. Like, because a lot of the spam accounts is they will click on a hashtag and they'll start following everyone on that hashtag. Mm. So there's really no way to avoid it. Like, I had, like, and then they'll, like, comment, like, stuff on my post, like, check out my site for to buy this, to buy that. Right. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. And it's not, it's nothing you can avoid. And honestly, it's like, oh, whatever. It's just an extra like. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, it point, especially annoying, if you're though. public, you're like, what can I do? It's the same thing as like when you're a public celebrity and there's negative comments, it's like, what can I do? Block every single negative comment? No. So you do have to deal with it. But um, I'm glad Instagram too has rolled out new features of like muting and blocking and this and that. So that's, I think, really helpful. But when you were talking about the companies that came to you with clothing, how did you end up saying yes or no? Like, were you just saying yes to everything? Were there companies where you're like, oh, this is like not that cute? How did that all work out? So when I first was starting, it was just so new to me and I was so excited. I was saying yes to everything. Um, over time, I realized I cannot say yes to everything because I started receiving things that it was just really bad quality. And I received it, so of course I had to take a picture of it, but I was like, this is bad quality. Like, I don't want anyone else paying like $50 for something that would, that doesn't look that nice. So um, over time, like as the more experience I got in this, I learned that, okay, it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And it's okay, like if I receive something and I don't like it, I can always just send it back. So it's just, you have to learn to say no. Like I worked with some companies that, do you know the appetite suppressant lollipops? No, I've never heard of those. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was a lot of backlash on it. Well, when the company reached out to me, they didn't necess- they didn't really specify about the product. And then they went ahead and paid me. They were like, what's your PayPal? And I was like, okay, this is it. They went ahead and paid me. They sent me the products the product and I didn't really necessarily know what it was because it was so new but it was like an appetite suppressant lollipop well after doing some research of course that's not something that is healthy to promote right and I received a lot of backlash and I quickly deleted the post talked to the company I was like I'm sorry I can't do this anymore but it's really important to like research the product before you say yes yeah sure it's something like research the ingredients make sure it works like just and also like think it through like well I receive a lot of negativity on it well is this healthy I mean it was made with um saffron which was like an an ingredient that people use in cooking so I was like oh it can't be that bad but it wasn't until later I realized well if someone's anorexic they're gonna think that this will be a substitute for eating food and that's just that's just not something I want to promote. Right. That's a great tip as well because I can totally see bloggers that I work with just promoting whatever and you're like, what? Like your whole entire message is around fashion and beauty and then you're promoting something that's like so random. Like it doesn't even make sense and I feel like followers do call them out because to your point, you do build a relationship with people. So they probably are like, what the heck, Mona? Like what is this? And I think that's something that bloggers are seeing more now is I can't just do whatever I want whenever I want it has to be true to me but you were talking about how the company paid you how did you go from receiving free product to getting paid with like monetary compensation 
Um, so the first time I received like an email, so usually you have your email in your bio and then um, a company will email you and be like, hey, I'll offer you this much if you can promote my product. The first time I received one of these offers, I believe I had like 30K and it was actually with Coca-Cola where they just wanted me to like repost a little video and I think they paid me like $50 or $60. It was something really small, but it was really exciting because I didn't know that they would pay me for an ad because I was like, I just, I just thought that was only for accounts that had like 1 million, 2 million followers. Right. So it was really exciting. And after that, um, every once in a while, I was receiving like um, emails from companies where they would be like, hey, can you promote this? I'll pay you this much. And then once I hit 100, 100K, companies didn't really send me um, free products. They would pay me to post about their products. So have you set a standard now where you're like, I'm charging this per post? Unless I really like the product, then usually... I received like some monetary compensation, but, um, once I realized that companies were paying me, I joined like different websites that were kind of like so-called agencies where they work with companies and, um, they match up influencers with products and other companies. And then you kind of negotiate to figure out what price to pay or receive. That's what I do. We connect brands with influencers and we figure out like, okay, Mona has X amount of following. So she posts this much and has this much of an engagement rate. How much should we pay her? So um, that's funny that you probably should be part of our network. <laughs> um, when you started charging or not charging, started monetizing, are you seeing now, like, are you talking to other bloggers and being like, wait, I should be charging way more or actually like I'm not. I'm a little too pricey. Like, has that conversation come up at all? Well, what's really weird is I have worked with, like, a company that has paid me, like, $100 for a post. And then I had also worked with a company that paid me $1,200 for a post. So each company is different. I know, like, no blogger has, like, receives, like, a single price for each post. Mm -hmm. Like, no blogger will get, like, $1,000 for each post. Like, it is different from each company. And it really comes down to, like, how bad do I want to work with this company? Because mm -hmm. I really like them and I really want to work with them because I love their products and it's just something that it would just make me happy. Then, I mean, compensation isn't even important. Right. So it depends on the brand, it seems like. Yes. How often do you post now and how much is sponsored versus like not sponsored? Um. Well... Right now, I'm not really posting that much because I'm studying for the GMAT, so I've been just really busy and stressed out with that. But when I was posting, it was kind of like once a day or once every couple days. When I was starting out and I was trying to grow my following, I was posting about two to three times a day. And um, most sponsors, like, I would say it's about 20% sponsored and the rest is just not sponsored. That's a good balance. Who takes your photos? Do you have an Instagram husband, as they like to call it, or an Instagram boyfriend, or do you have a friend, or is it family? Like, how is that working? Um, sometimes it's my boyfriend. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's family. Um, I really don't have, like, a set person to take my photos. Um, I have a camera, and then I just hand them the camera, and I tell them what to do, and then we just go from there. Because 
it's really not that hard to take a photo. It just comes down to the editing and I take care of all of that myself. Yeah, that is very true. If you can edit, you can probably have your boyfriend take a photo. Exactly. How much do you collaborate with other bloggers? I've seen a lot of people not collaborate by like featuring each other in each other's posts, but really like helping each other by, um, I guess online, like you said, the commenting thing, but also working on posts where they would like tag each other like hey giveaway go follow mona and xyz to win my beauty basket how are you are you doing that and if so what's that process like um i actually do stuff like that a lot because um one you're building a relationship with another um blogger and two you're also it kind of like open it expands you to different companies so um a lot of things that a lot of bloggers do is we post each other on our like Instagram stories and kind of like give a shout out. Mm -hmm. And then other things we do is we'll like team up and then like put money towards a big prize and then do like a giveaway where like our followers have to follow each one of us. And then a random person will win like a really good prize, like a $200, $300 gift card and just doing things like that especially like the giveaway stuff, it makes your followers happy because like someone's winning something and it makes us happy because we're engaging where you receive massive engagement when you do things like that. Oh yeah. That's what I've noticed. I used to just think like, Oh, it's fun, whatever. But now I'm starting to pick up like, Oh, they're doing it because they're getting tons of engagement and that will help the posts basically bump up higher and feed, but probably help get them new followers but at the end of the day, it's a win-win for everyone. Like, yeah, I want $5,000 worth of beauty products if that's what you're giving away. So that makes sense that you would, would do that with other people. Um, what has been your favorite brand collaboration so far? Um, so far, my favorite brand collaboration. So last year, I took a trip to Colorado and I received like free hotel stay. Oh, amazing. And that was kind of one of the really like probably the coolest thing that I ever had happened to me because it was just like a really nice resort. And they offered me like two days in um, Boulder, two days in Denver. I like collaborated with another company and they gave me enough credits to where I was able to like rent a Mercedes for the week. And it was just really just, I, my favorite collaborations are actually with hotels and stuff because it's just, it's so cool. You get to travel somewhere and it just cuts costs by so much because you get like free hotel stay and you get to share that with your followers. And that those are probably my favorite collaborations. Oh, yeah, that would be my favorite, too. If I got a free hotel, that's like the biggest I think that's the biggest issue that people think when traveling is where am I going to stay? How am I going to get there? And so it's like if you're doing it for free, of course, I'm going to come. What has been maybe your worst? I guess it might have been the lollipop suppressant one. Is that it? Yeah, um, that was my least favorite also because another important thing is just like some companies like the marketing people in charge, if they are just really rude and arrogant and just not understanding, it kind of, it's just, it makes it even more unpleasant. So um, I think it's really important to be professional and I always am professional like when I'm working with other companies, but I have had instances where like, the marketing people in charge were just like really irresponsible to where my payment was delayed by like three months. And when you read email them, they would ignore you. 
And then it's just things like that kind of, it, it makes you think like, okay, well, I don't want to work with them again. Right. Yeah. It just puts a bad taste in your mouth because you're like, I did a project. I'm getting paid. That's an issue I had when we, when I first had this job, I've been in this job now for like four and a half years and people, we actually believe that you should be paid in money for what you're doing because you're doing a project just how you would pay like a photographer to shoot something or a designer to design something you should be paying a creator to create something and we were having issues where people were like we only want to pay her if she drives x amount of sales or we don't even really want to pay her we will give her like whatever this you know hairbrush and we're like that what that is not worth the time and effort that they're putting in again they are creating an entire piece of content would you pay that? Would you go to a, a photo studio or a magazine and just be like, I'm not paying you, but we want pretty content? Like, no. And so I'm curious, have you run into those issues where people are like, we're only going to pay you if you drive this amount of sales or clicks or certain issues? And, and are you aligned with that? Does that work for you? Or are you like, sorry, I'm not going to be a part of that? So I actually worked with a company that it was, they paid me for like the amount of clicks and I worked with another company that they paid me for the amount of likes. Um, it really wasn't that bad because I ended up making like over a thousand dollars for the post, but I had like other companies that were like, okay, well, we're only going to pay you. We're going to give you like 5% commission and the product wasn't that expensive. So in the end, it really didn't become that much. Yeah. It became like probably a dollar for each person that bought it. But I mean, like likes and clicks aren't really that bad as long as they are offering like enough, like if they are offering like at least 15 cents per like or per click, like it's really not that bad. But if it's something like 5% commission and it, like the price isn't that much, so you're really not making that much for commission, like you, you don't make as like you would have made way more if it was a set rate. Right. So it becomes a little bit unfair. Yeah, it doesn't really like back out. Um, when you're doing these content collaborations, not only paid ones, but like your own, are you doing a content calendar? Are you just kind of like, you know what, today I feel like posting a bikini picture, tomorrow I'm going to do an outfit of the day, Sunday maybe I'll do a travel photo. Like how is that creative process for you? Um, well, I'm not necessarily, I'm not organized at all. <laughs> well, I am organized. Like if I have something due on that day, I have it written in my calendar, but I don't, I don't plan things out to where I'm like, okay, well, I want to post like this on this day, that on that day. It's kind of a more of a go with the flow with, for me. Um, an important thing about me is I kind of wanted my Instagram to be very like casual and to kind of like show my life. So I didn't want it to look fake to where it just seemed too planned and too perfect because that's not how I am and that's not how a lot of people are. So I don't really want to give off the message that, oh, my life's so perfect. Like right. I'm always traveling, always doing this. It's really like go with the flow and every day is a different day. <laughs> I like that because I agree that there's a big issue right now where people are like being misled that Instagram influencers have the best lives on planet earth. And I don't know if you've seen like there was, this was maybe like a year or two ago now where this influencer just like broke down and cried. And I think it was on Buzzfeed or something. And she was just like, my life is like fake. Like I'm so depressed and unhappy. None of this is real. Like, and then another girl actually went back and she edited all her captions when to be like what she was actually feeling in that time frame. She was like, 
Um, this was me on the beach, but I was so depressed and I was beating myself up for eating a burger that day. Like she was basically saying all this is fake. And I was like, wow, this is really eye opening because people see what they see on Instagram and think is real life. So I'm glad that you were like, no, I'm not going to have it like perfectly planned out to a T because if I'm not feeling bright and bubbly that morning, why would I post like a bright and bubbly photo? Yeah. I actually remember, um, the influencer you're talking about, um, a lot of pro- like I've talked to other influencers and I've noticed the ones that are perfectionists are the ones that kind of like beat them up, beat themselves up the most. Mm-hmm. And they actually, I've noticed they take like little breaks from Instagram just to like for their mental health. Oh yeah. I've never been a perfectionist. So like, I'm not going to analyze my photo and make sure everything's perfect because I've accepted the fact that I'm not perfect and neither is the world. So I think just the way my personality is that I'm not a perfectionist kind of like helps me deal with that basically. Exactly. That's interesting too, because I also feel like it helps us give a glimpse of like your everyday life. Like we just feel like we're hanging out with you every day and there's a blogger I follow that does that really well. Like the other day she just had anxiety and she posted and was like, does anyone have anxiety tips? And I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's a really like vulnerable post that she could have been like, nope, I didn't, I'm easy breezy. Nothing's wrong with my life. I can just deal with it. And all these people commented with all these tips. And she's like, I actually can't believe how many people reached out because of course that day she probably has something else planned. It was probably going to be like a beachy photo, but she's like, I didn't feel that way that day. I had major anxiety. Um, I have a question on vulnerability versus what you want to post, meaning like how do you decide what you want to share with people and keep private? Um, well, I guess that kind of like comes down to like how I'm feeling that day. There have been posts before where I'm like, oh, okay, like I really want to post this, but then later on I'm like, this is just like too much to of my personal life. I think it's also important to, for me to have like some privacy mm-hmm. so I don't really like post I don't really show like everything about my life is not on social media because privacy is important to me mm-hmm. but I know some people um they they want their whole life to be on social media like I noticed today it was like I received like a notification on my phone that there was some youtuber that she was crying on camera talking about her breakup and just like talking about personal things that she necessarily didn't have to share with like 5 million people in the world, but she did. And she was crying and just like basically showing her whole vulnerable side. And that's just something that personally I wouldn't do, but I mean, if someone wants to go for it. Yeah. It's definitely, I've seen people that put it all out there and then some that are like, no, Like, there's some bloggers that I've never even seen, like, their husband's face in a photo because they're like, my love life is private. I don't even want to show you that. And they'll just, like, show a quick glimpse of his hand or, like, maybe tag him, but he's private. So you're like, oh, I'm never going to know who that is, but they prefer it that way. So that's definitely interesting. Um, What is your goal with this now moving forward? Is this something you want to do full time? Are you trying to do a, a brand collaboration where your name is, like, you know, Mona Cristo beauty line? Like, what is the next step here? Um, Honestly, I personally don't think that Instagram, of course, is going to last forever. So for now, I'm trying to do as much as I can. But I like I'm still in school, I'm going to go to grad school, I'm going to have a degree just in case. 
But if it comes to the point where I'm making enough, like, from Instagram blogging and, like, social media, then, of course, I'm, like, not going to worry about working for the time. But, like, in the future, I would just – I would love to kind of like start a couple companies or collaborate with some like big companies, some big beauty lines, and then like have a collaboration with them. Like that would be amazing. But until then, it's just, we'll see. Yeah. Well, didn't you just launch a swimsuit line or something along those lines? Tell us yeah. about that. I started uh, kind of like a little swimsuit boutique that's online, Mokini. And the reason I did that is because, like, I always, like, wanted to. So I was like, hey, like, maybe right now is the right time. And I did my research about, like, how to start a Shopify store, how to, like, bring in products, how to, like, I did everything myself from the website to, like, picking out the products to, like, finding a vendor. I did everything myself just just honestly by, like, reading online, reading, watching other YouTubers who are successful. And... I mean, it's been a couple days and it hasn't been bad, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. That is just so crazy. I want everyone to know your age. How old are you? I'm 22. You're 22. And so you started this, you said, three years ago? Yes. And this is insane that you're launching an online boutique. Like, I wouldn't even know the first thing to do. But it's so funny that you mentioned Shopify because I was just listening to a podcast and they were saying the same thing. They're like, it's so easy to set up a store. You literally just Google it hit up Shopify or any of these sites it takes maybe a few hours but it's so easy and I'm like it's really that easy and here you are saying it's it's work but it's not like oh my gosh it's so out of the realm of possibility and you're in school so how do you actually balance life and work and school so it gets pretty stressful sometimes but kind of like making a schedule really helps so I'll be like okay I'll wake up at this time I'll study for my GMAT for about four hours I will go to class when I come back I will email like check my emails and then I'll set this amount of time for this and that just kind of like making a schedule also waking up early really helps I mean I'm not gonna lie I'm a night owl but kind of like if you get in the habit of waking up early it you your body gets used to it and then you just have so much more time in the day to get so much more done oh I wish I was a morning person I'm I'm a night owl too and I've gotten better about waking up early like now I wake up for work at like 6 15 and I'll get in around 8 because I just want to leave earlier too but it's taken me like almost four years of being in the workforce to get to the point if so if you would have told me like five years ago you're gonna wake up at 6 15 every day I would be like that is hilarious Absolutely not. But that's a good tip that if you can wake up before everyone else gets up, you're kind of beating the day, like getting ahead of it. Oh, um, yeah. I, this might be a controversial topic, but do you think you need college now that you're doing this? Um, I get asked that so much. Um, you don't need a degree to do social media. You don't need a degree to like start a Shopify store. All you need is experience and... Um, just practice like everything I need to learn I didn't learn it from school I learned it from um watching YouTube videos of people that were successful they give like step by step they tell you what to do what not to do how to do ads um the mathematic portion like honestly Shopify just does it all for you so um you don't need a degree to do any of this like 18 year olds have done it and 18-year-olds have made Shopify stores and become, like, super successful. 
But of course, I'm going to get a degree just in case because I don't know if this is permanent. It's just, it's always good to have backup plans. Yeah, for sure. I, that was one of the reasons I went to grad school just because I did want that like extra education level. But my grad school was focused on digital media and storytelling. So it was literally what we're talking about, like creating content with audio and video and photo. But now that I'm in this industry and I'm like, literally looking at influencers all day long especially like even my little sister will get like 500 likes on a photo I'm like wow if I got 500 likes that would be my best performing photo ever but I'm like she didn't need anything to do that she just knows how to edit pictures and like what to do with the content so that's something I think up to everyone's own judgment we're not saying skip college and try to be an influencer because to your point who knows maybe Instagram will get shut down one day for regulations and what are you gonna do not work so I do think it's good to have a plan b but on that flip side it your plan b doesn't always need to be a college degree too like you can just go work at a skilled job that you learned um when you were younger so that's interesting that you are keeping that backup degree just in case um and you we were just talking about instagram not being around forever but right now it is the hottest thing and there's a lot of updates not only with instagram but other platforms what are some trends you're seeing as a blogger or influencer or on Instagram that you think have really changed the game in terms of, of influencer marketing? Um, so I've noticed a lot of bloggers and influencers are actually using Facebook ads. And I saw there's this one fashion blogger that like I started following her. She only had 10K. She started doing Facebook ads and then she like blew up to 100K. I was like, whoa, that was just in a matter of like months. So basically she was doing Facebook ads every day. I mean, I don't think she was even spending that much, probably at most like $15 a day. Um, I'm sure she did her research about like what interest groups to put in, like age groups and everything. But her photos, I guess, were or her photos and her blog were being shown to like people that were interested in that. And they were clicking on her profile. They were viewing her blog and then that really helped her grow. Um, that's a trend that I've been noticing a lot. Same with just basically ads everywhere. Cause you can do ads on Instagram now too. Mm-hmm. You can do it with as little as $5. So anyone can do it. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't even think of that. I, I'm trying to promote my podcast, but I'm like, do I put paid promotion behind it on social? But like, is that awkward? Should I just try to build it up oh. organically? Like, you can't even, like, no one even notices. Like, I will be on my Instagram story, and I'll be clicking and clicking, and then I would see something really cool. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, how did like how did this get here? Who is this person? And at the top, it will be, like, sponsored. But it's something that interests me, so I will, like, swipe up. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad this popped up on my feed because I love this person's blog, or I love this whoever this is, like, brand. So... It's something that I wouldn't have seen unless someone put it in front of me, which is what advertisements do. Right. It's something like with like little bit of money, you can, it can go a long way. That's very true. That's something that we actually try to push our clients to do all the time. We're like, you need to be doing this to get in front of the right people. Otherwise, like no one's seeing it. I don't know if anyone knows this. You definitely do, but your organic following, like less than 5% of your followers actually see what you're posting because there's so much clutter on Instagram. They have to say like, we can't push this to the top today because there's 20 million other posts. And that's how you get out of that clutter is paid promotion. So 
that's interesting that we're trying to push brands to do it, but you're actually doing it as influencers to get more exposure. That's really, that's, um, that's something I feel like I have to talk to my clients about being like influencers are doing it themselves. You got to do it too. But has to do it. <laughs> I know you were talking about how you're on Instagram stories and you're clicking, clicking, clicking. And it made me think of how addicted we are to our phones. And I don't know if you have this problem, but do you find, you were just talking about this, how one of the influencers had to take like a mental health break or social media break. Are you ever in those predicaments where you're like, whoa, I've been on my phone way too long. I need to put this down. Yeah, I have like noticed sometimes I'll get like so caught up with like just doing stuff from like just trying to edit a photo and just being on Instagram for so long that it will hit me like, oh my God, I've been on it for so long that I'll just like put my phone down and I'm like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to like clean my house. And then if I'm with other people, I actually hate being on my phone. So mm-hmm. I will like turn my phone around. I will put it down. Um, since like I get so many notifications, I can't have my notifications on on my phone. So that's something where I'm out with friends and stuff. I'm not getting distracted because I'm not getting any Instagram or Twitter, or any notifications. So I'm able to like enjoy my time and give people my attention. <laughs> That's really mature of you because when I was in college, I was like, swipe, swipe, look, look, like, like, I was all over the place and it became a thing where I wish it wouldn't be, but when we go out to dinner, we like make a rule, like no phones at the table. I'm like, it should just be an unsaid rule. Like if you're with the people you want to be with, why do you need to be on your phone? So that's super mature that you're like, look, I don't want that right now. We're hanging out. I have done the same thing with notifications. I've actually put my phone on do not disturb mode during the day when I'm at work and it will only alert if someone calls me. And I'm like, well, that's the only important thing. Like if someone really needs me, they'll call me during the day I'm at work. I shouldn't be on my phone. So it's funny now when I check my phone, people are like, hello, are you going to answer me? And I'm like, look, I need to train my brain to like not be so dependent on, on my phone. Um, Oh yeah. Phones are so addict. Like they're so addicting. Like I'm a psychology major and we've looked at studies of kind of like depression rates and students and the amount of time they're on their phones and the correlation it's, it's, I mean like also there's other things that come in like that play a factor such as like your personality type, but it's Uh always good to like put your phone down for a while, take a break. Yeah. I mean, go outside. Right. What are some things actually that you do outside of, like you just said, take a break, um, go to the gym. I guess we just talked about it. I was just thinking of my own stuff. Like I've made it a point to meditate at night. And like, if I'm checking my phone in the morning, it's to like check my horoscope because I got in a really bad habit of waking up and like looking at Instagram. I mean, I still do that. And I'm like, why are you waking up to start your day looking at Instagram? Like, do you find yourself doing that too? No, I do that too. I'll wake up and the first thing I do is I'm going on Instagram and I'm thinking, what am I looking at? Like, I will catch myself sometimes looking at me like, oh, how many followers did I get overnight? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I'm like, why is that the first thing when I wake up? Like, hello, why don't you wash your face, eat breakfast, like anything but that. And so I'm trying to get into a good habit of like, you can check your phone on the commute to work and then put it away for the rest of the day. But it's definitely hard. I think... This is really controversial, but Kanye West, I know he's in the news right now for a million different things, but he tweeted something that made so much sense. He's like, treat your phone as a tool, only use it when you need it. And I was like, oh, that's genius. Like you, it's pretty silly to think like, how did 
someone have to tweet that to be so obvious, but it's like, okay, what do I need my phone for actually to communicate with people? But if it's something that's like, hey, what's up? Oh my gosh. Haha, just got the best smoothie ever. I'm like, these are, we don't need to be texting about this. Like, I don't care. I don't need to scroll mindlessly through Instagram, but it's definitely a balance because you might run into this too. Like with my podcast, I'm like, I have to promote it. I can't just like sit back and not do anything on social media with you right now. You just said you're taking a break because you're studying. Like, are you like, oh my gosh, I need to get back on and promote it. Are you having someone help you? Like, what do you do to keep that consistency going? Um, so I will like by making a schedule that really helps. Um, I've noticed that a lot of successful bloggers also do that where they'll like have a schedule, like after they come home from work for an hour or two, they will do like their marketing. So for their marketing, they will go on like Instagram, they'll comment on people's stuff just to like make like gain some engagement. But if you set aside like a time to do that, such as like while you're watching TV, when you're at home, like for an hour, then you've done that for the day. You're fine. What do you think is the key to success, especially now, because there are a bajillion bloggers? Like, how are you standing out and what are the keys to success? Um, well, one important thing is being consistent. So, like, anything you want to do and be successful in, you have to be consistent, whether it's YouTube, like, Instagram, blogging. Also, um, being genuine, being yourself. Like, don't be fake. Don't be staged. Like, be yourself. And then, like, in the caption, maybe kind of um, – you do need to be a little bit personable. You don't have to, like, tell about your whole life. Like, you can be private. But in your caption, kind of, like, write a little bit. Like, your followers need to relate to you. Like, you're more likely to follow someone that you relate to them versus some random blogger that has, like, really good pictures. Yeah. So just being consistent, being genuine, being authentic, um, just being relatable. I think that's definitely, like, the number one thing is consistency because that was the issue with my podcast when I started. I was like, how am I going to get a guest every single week? What am I going to do? And to your point about being authentic too, like I've looked at my stats and some of my best performing ones are the ones where we're just like keeping it real, authentic, being vulnerable, being open instead of just like, okay, so this is what we're going to talk about today. And it's like all cookie cutter. It's like, that's not real. So that's my beef with some of these influencers is like, this isn't real life. Like stop pretending that that's your life. I don't know. This might be the... Uh, influencer you're talking about did you just see Jaclyn Hill's YouTube video about her divorce that was not the one I was talking about but I also saw hers I was talking she's like Lisa someone she dated this guy for a long time and she would just do really funny pun videos but she recently today like posted a video with her ex and she was just bawling her eyes out and it was it was sad to watch because nobody wants to watch someone crying but it's just some stuff you're you can keep private you don't have to let everyone know you don't have to let the whole world know like people when they get divorced sometimes they don't even tell their friends right it's (laughs) it was crazy i i saw the video and i was like what and i get why she did it because she was saying like i want to tell you why i've been mia on youtube and why i'm not like doing this more often and she kept saying like i'm just trying to tell you like what i'm going through so that you understand But then she was basically saying, like, her and her ex, now ex-husband, were, like, the king and queen of, like, pretending everything was okay. But behind closed doors, she was like, this isn't, like, 
real. Like, I don't feel like I've checked out of this marriage. I'm like, that is shocking because if you would have told me that a year ago, I was like, they're going to be together forever. They're the cutest couple. So I definitely like to send that message. Like, not everything you see is real. And the people that are being real and authentic are most likely the most real and authentic. And they'll be real when something is going wrong. Like, I'm sure if something happened and and you had to take a break from social media, you might be like, hey, like, I'm dealing with something, so I'm not going to be posting for the next, like, six months. So. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, honestly, it's some people just take social media just too seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just, like, how, that's why people, like, get mentally drained if you take it too seriously like it's nothing to be taken too serious it's something that you can post a picture in one second it's nothing too important like even if people judge you like you just have to brush it off because people do that every day Mm -hmm. work people judge you they'll talk behind your back people do the same on social media so it's just you're just not supposed to take it to heart brush it off I want to end on that actually how did you you said you basically halted on your blog because you were saying I'm scared people are gonna judge me like I don't really know what to do what was that like aha moment that you were like you know what f this I'm just gonna do it um it was honestly like I had started to mature and I realized that what people say isn't really like every people that want to talk bad about people behind their back like their backs they're they have problems like Mm -hmm. it's not normal to be backbiting constantly so if I want to do something it makes me happy I'm gonna do it I don't I'm not gonna do it to make someone else happy I'm gonna do it to make myself happy people want to talk bad I don't care I'm enjoying it so it's just you just have to like brush it off I mean I've had like hate comments before where people would be like oh she's not even skinny or they'll send dms and be like oh you don't even look good in that I mean it's not a big deal whatever okay, so what? I don't look good. I I hope it made you feel better. Yeah, and that's your opinion. Like, I would love for you to go public and let everyone criticize you. Like, let's see if that's going to happen, which more than often does not. People are crazy. Yeah, it's like, what are you cyberbullying me for? Like, what's the, like, what do you want me to do? Do you think I'm going to delete that picture? Do you want me to cry? Like, what is your end? Yeah. You just have to, like, ignore it. It's not a big deal. It's stuff that happens every day. Yeah. Well, I guess for people just starting out, we can end on what are your tips and tricks for people that do want to launch? Because I had a similar issue to you with my podcast. I was like, who's going to listen? My family and friends. How am I going to keep getting guests? How am I going to be consistent? Like, is this really even going to be entertaining? And then I just started realizing you need to launch this and tweak as you go. So what are your tips for people that are maybe thinking of starting a blog or an Instagram account? So if you like want to start one and you don't know where to start, I would suggest like maybe getting some inspiration first. So if there is a podcaster you really like or a blogger you really like, like what is their niche? Like what do they blog about? Um, Kind of use them as a guide. See like what they usually write about, like how their writing style is. I mean, of course, you're not going to copy it. You're just going to kind of like use it as an idea. Um, I use Pinterest a lot, like, for photo ideas, for inspiration. Like, I will go on – if I'm, like, looking – if I have something in mind, it's like, okay, well, I need to do an advertisement for this company, but I don't know what type of photo to do. I will go on Pinterest. I will be, like, um, cute girl on beach. And then I'll get, like, an idea, and I won't copy it, but I have, like, an idea now. Mm -hmm. And then – 
of course, you just have to go ahead and do it. And if you have like, if you're ever confused on anything, you can always like DM a podcaster that's doing really well or a mm-hmm. blogger. You can always just slide in their DMs and be like, hey, I need some help. Like no one's going to be like, no, I'm not going to help you. They're going to be like, yeah, sure. Like, what do you need help with? Like, and they'll maybe they'll give you tips, pointers and the worst thing that happens is they don't see your DM or they don't respond. So what you go message someone else and someone's going to eventually help you. People like they're nice. They want to help you. You want to help each other. So that's true. I, I to my point again about being really scared about guests. I just started DMing people and like almost every single person has answered. I've been so surprised. My brother was even like, how are you getting these people? I'm like, I'm literally just DMing them. Like I'm sliding into their DMS, but they are really helpful and I appreciate that. And if there's something I have learned from podcasting and I'm glad that you're saying is like people genuinely want to help you. This isn't as competitive and competitive as it maybe is, or at least me and you probably aren't. Um, because at the end of the day, like everyone's here to just add value to people's lives. We don't need to be so competitive and tearing each other down over like Instagram photos. It's crazy. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add and where can people find you online? Um, so basically I just want to add that, like, if someone does want to like grow their, any account they want to do, just like remember to be consistent and be authentic. If you want to find me, I'm Mona Cristo on Instagram on basically everything. I'm just Mona Cristo. Um, if anyone has any questions, you can always DM me. I would love to give advice. I'm happy to help. And just reach out you guys she's offering free advice free help hello you need to hit her up before she hits 1 million followers because then she'll probably be represented by a talent agency and charging a million dollars per photo so get to her now but thank you so much for doing this today i'm so excited to share this with my audience because this is something that is such a hot topic and i can't wait for them to hear all about this thank you so much yeah thank you. you bye